Hey guys, what is going on? I'm John, this is Nick, we are Project Parts, and uh, this is part two of the uh, Reports, what, what did we name Benchmark this? Summary video Monthly discussing. Summary slash Benchmark Reports. If you checked out the first video, uh, we went over Monthly Summary. In this video, we're going to be going over the Annual Activity and Benchmark Trend Report. Yes, the AABTR. <laughs> the AABTR. BTR, which is now it's not called that anywhere. Don't search for it like that; you'll never find it. No, it's yeah, it's a benchmark report in MGR. We'll just play the intro now. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. All right. So also, uh, don't forget to check out our merch store. Yeah. Fourthwall.com/slash/project-parts is also a link in the description at the bottom. John's wearing the Heather Project Parts tee, which is a tri blend. Is it a tri blend? It is tri blend, and it is very good on the nipples. Fun fact, a little story about this shirt today. Yeah, I put yeah. the shirt on today to come do this podcast, yeah. and my wife said, does that mean you're not going to go get the baby? <laughs> I said, that's right. That's, that's right. That's not my job. It's, and then it's I went, multi-versatile. Uh, and then I went yeah. and got the baby. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm not as dumb as I look. <laughs> but uh, yeah, pick up some merch, uh, support the channel, Yeah, and uh, cool. it's really good stuff, quality stuff, so you will like it. It'll be good. I'm not good at selling stuff, but... Uh, I also don't know how to sell things. Yeah, but it's good stuff. So, yeah. I mean, if you want to support us, you like the uh, information... We, that we, we had use. a hat. We got one. It was terrible. It we was took it down. We took it down. It was horrible. Because we... That's what we're, we're into. Yeah. If it's terrible, we're going to take it down. If it's not good, we're not going to let you buy it. <laughs> Let's get into this. Let's talk um, about, so again, same thing we talked about before, run yeah. through MGR, use predefined setup, no, yep. uh, select annual activity and benchmark trend report. This report can also be broken down by source and grand total. Yes. Um, currently, we're looking at a grand total yeah. version from our store. Yeah, if you want to drill down certain things on this, this one I don't typically run um, by source unless I'm really interested in knowing something like, let's say, what my true turn is for tires or oil or whatever. But um, this is a good... Oh, thank you. <laughs> I thought that looked a little tacky. It I'm gonna fix a it. a little weird. Um, you can't. You don't know what I did on the podcast, but I fixed his sleeve. <laughs> yes. You're listening to this. I my fixed sleeve his sleeve. was rolled, and he fixed my sleeve. You're like the, uh, the, the, the wardrobe fluffer. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fluffer, I guess, but like a fixer, wardrobe fixer. Let's just stop now. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so, yeah, anyways, uh, this is a good one. This this one I actually look at religiously, and sometimes I'll actually look at this throughout the month. But um, let's run down the so, annual activity. Also, what's fun about this is it will break down the current month in which you ran yeah. this. It will yeah. also give you year-to-date totals, yes. year-to-date average, last 12 months total, and yes. last 12 month average, which... Yes. Only those are really only matter in a couple situations. Yeah, but and I mean it's nice to have a whole year's worth of data in front of your face. On page two, it'll break it down by the last months. Each so yeah, so it's really good. It's, for example, we ran this for April twenty three, but then we also have January, February, March, yeah, April twenty two, May twenty two, yeah. June twenty two, all the way up through January twenty three yes. on the, the other pages. So it's really cool to see like a whole year's worth of information, and you can yes. actually track. I mean, it's a trend report. It's you a can trend. track and see. Right. And, Use these numbers to build your own spreadsheets and your yes. own line graphs and kind of go from there. This is, I love this report. This a lot of good information. Good so, yeah, just kind of take one. the same approach, kind of go yeah, down it. Right so, down. Um, first thing listed here, number of parts. This is the number of part numbers in your system. Yeah, just yeah, in the system. Number of parts. Um, 
So, I mean, that doesn't really matter. Uh, but it does break down by parts pieces. So we have this many pieces. Mm-hmm. And then parts cost, which should match your MGR. Yes. Which it does in this situation. And it's important to note, too, a lot of these, and I think we said it on the first one, two things I got to say here. So, first of all, this is CDK. However, a lot of these things will transfer over to any DMS because it is parts statistics, part analyst, analyst, analytics. An- analytics. So, uh, whether you're on Reynolds and Reynolds dealer check, whatever, um, you can benefit from this information. Second thing is some of the information on the benchmark report actually is also on the monthly summary report. So it's kind of like it's just a different format. But like on the monthly summary, you have inventory balance and then it goes breaks everything down on the benchmark. You have number of parts, pieces, cost, negative on hand. That's all also on the MGR. So it's just kind of like a different format. And there are some different information between the two, but also this is good yes. to see if these things match because if they don't match, something yeah. very weird is going something on in your system. Going on. It should match. shouldn't be a problem. But right. yeah. Um, right. So yeah, um, parts, pieces, cost, cost there, parts with negative on hand. Mm-hmm. This will break down a dollar amount, not a total in the first section here, but a dollar amount of your negative on hand parts. Yep. So um, if you don't reconcile that at the end of the month, if you don't, you know, plus those back in or figure right. out where they're at, you can at least see how much you have to recognize as negative on hand. Yes. It's coming out of your system no matter yeah. what. Yep. Um, and core core dollar amount. Yep. Um, that's the first section. Moving down to the second section, gross sales. Again, I mean, it's, it's gross sales. It's on the uh, monthly Definitely. summary. Yep. Net sales mm-hmm. on this. So for the month, that's your net sales. So mm-hmm. gross is everything you did. Yeah. Net minus returns. Mm-hmm. If I understand the way this... Yes, that should be everything that you actually... Well, yeah, that you net it. So, yeah, it would be anything you sold uh, less return... Or including returns. So right. returns so, would come off of this number. So so you can see in this situation we have this number for gross sales, which is right. on the monthly summary. However, yes. that's really all we did was this much right. because, because of, of returns. returns. Which, which returns are on return sales are on the monthly summary. However, yeah. there is no total there is net not a, sales. No. no, so that's kind of interesting too because now I can look right. at that and see like, oh wait, so I really have this much inventory and I really only did this many right. sales. Right. So like yeah, on the um, uh, monthly summary report, it'll show. I don't know. Let's just use a fictitious number: fifty thousand dollars in return sales. Um, but what does that mean? Uh, it doesn't tell you on the monthly summary. But, so uh, on the monthly summary, it says you have $100,000 gross sales. Right. But it says in a separate section, say, it says return sales were 50000 right. It doesn't give you an actual bottom line number like right. the MGR does. But the MGR, but the, the benchmark will give you a net sales total. Yep. So Which is good to look at. It technically would only be 50000 then. Right. And you have $500,000 of inventory, $50,000 net sales. Yep. You have too much stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then going down to lost sales. Which is also we on talked the, about that. Yeah, yeah, posting lost sales. Are you posting lost sales? And it doesn't give you, again, the benchmark gives you dollar figures, not yes. necessarily part totals. Right. Like it's not giving you seventy four lost sale part numbers. Like no, the MGR shows you, you did right. seventy four part numbers. Yes. This gives you a dollar amount. So yes. like, oh my gosh, we did forty thousand dollars in lost sales. Yeah. What should we be stocking an extra forty grand? Right. What are we supposed to be doing with that information? Right. Absolutely. Um, outstanding orders is the next thing. Again, yeah. it's. I mean, that's how much money is sitting out there on order. Yep. Uh, total receipts. How much did you get in for the month? Yep. Um, so that's a big number, and then broken down by customer orders, emergency purchases. Yep. So here's emergency purchases. Are you guys doing emergency purchases? Right. 
or are you just other how, receiving things? How do you do an emergency purchase? Uh, uh, PR, part number, space you, E, space yeah. quantity, or space like, one, space B. If you pick up something from around town, that's an emergency purchase. Yeah. And uh, instead of posting that in... On part, other. Yeah, going into PR and posting it, part number, space, quantity, space O. For other. That'll go to other, which... It just counts as an other it receipt. Counts as other receipt. It will not go into emergency purchases, which it actually is. So, if you're wanting to get an accurate number of emergency purchases, and uh, which, by the way, that'll also feed into true turn or not true turn, but uh, fill rate. Fill rate. So, if you want an accurate fill rate, you got to make sure you're posting in emergency purchases as emergency purchases, which in emergency purchases by definition would be anything that you had to buy that wasn't stock ordered right yeah so i mean you would technically you would do another receipt for something like let's say you missed it when you scanned in your stock order yes oh i have this you would other receipt it yes. that's fine because that yeah. just counts towards receipts other yes. receipts just counts towards total receipts yeah emergency purchases if i had to pick it up from another dealer yep. i technically had to pick it up because i needed it right away today right it. now and i didn't have it that's yep. an emergency purchase so that would go into emergency purchases on its own category. Yep. And you kind of want to know what that is because yep. if you're buying everything from around town and you're not ordering anything, why aren't you ordering these parts? Yep. And why yep. aren't you stocking these parts? And then that'll also feed another metric on the benchmark. So if yeah, you're I looking mean, at fill rate down below, um, which on CDK, we'll get into that, but uh, it's the sales closing ratio. And if you want that to be an accurate number, you're going to want to make sure you're tracking emergency purchases correctly. Yeah, so that's a thing. Um, yeah. So there you go, emergency purchases. Moving past that, we're back to net adjustments. Yep. Um, which, again, honestly, it's, it's a little bit different on here because this is showing us just a total dollar amount for adjustments, not right. how many part numbers plus, how many parts numbers minus, yeah, how many part numbers net. minus. This is just a net yep. adjustment. And yep. also appreciation. This just shows a net appreciation. This right. doesn't show you how many ups and downs. So right. if you only ran a benchmark and you looked at that, you would find those numbers and be kind of confused as to what they were. But yeah. if you ran an MGR, yep. you could see individually how much I plused in, how much yes. I took out, um, what my appreciation was, what my depreciation was on yeah. both those metrics. So you could correlate these yeah. two together. Yeah, these two reports are... I really suggest running them at the same time together. together for the sources that you're looking at because you can yeah. you can run this stuff together. If, if you have a high dollar amount, uh, yes, because I did 550, you know, negative adjustments. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's good to look at. This is all just inventory performance. And yep. let's be honest, you're only as good as your inventory. Yes. Because if you don't have stuff, you're not selling stuff or you pick it up. It's just not it's not working for you. Get a good drink there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So there you go. And then no stock parts. Yeah. So this does break down no stock parts by number of parts, pieces, cost, gross sales, net sales, loss sales, outstanding orders, and receipts. Yeah, That's a lot of stuff to look at for no stock parts. Yeah. I don't know that you really need to yeah. as much. No, um, I, I kind of skip past that myself. I, sometimes I do think it's good to look at no stock parts and see what's been selling to see if it needs to be switched to an active part. Yeah. Um, maybe you're, again, maybe you're phasing this too strict on a part. Yeah. Um, so it's just not rolling, but it should be an active part that needs right. to be suggested on your stock orders. Yeah. Um, something to consider, but I don't, I wouldn't spend too much time on that. Mm -mm. Um, so moving past that, we're down to inventory movement sales. Yeah. So 
kind of the same thing again uh, from the MSR or the monthly summary report. But uh, on the MSR, there's a inventory movement uh, sales, and it's also on here again and on the benchmark. So, but zero to three months, you want that to be the highest. However, on the MSR, it shows different percentages. It kind of drills it down a lot more. This just gives you a figure. But zero to three months, um, you want that to be the most of your inventory. Four to six months, uh, you want that to kind of be kind of the second most highest. Seven to 12 months, you're kind of in the danger zone. Anything over 12 months, what are you doing? And new parts, no sales. Again, nobody, yeah. CDK people usually don't even know what that means. Yeah, right. It, it just, new uh, parts, no sales. Don't worry about posh. it. Skip it. Ouch. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Um, Non-productive parts. Hmm. That's a fun category. Yeah, excess stock, month, no sale, less than 12 months. So, so how much stuff do you have less than 12 months, but you have too much of it? Yeah, that's not moving. Right. So interesting number to look at. Yeah. Um, you kind of, I mean, again, if you launch your inventory bar graphs from your fast lane, yes. you can see this stuff too and kind of yes. drill it down individual part number wise. Yep. But that's an interesting number to see. Um, and when you see the dollar amount there, yeah. it kind of makes you question why you have so much junk. Why do you have so much stuff? Or you don't have any junk and you're a hero. That could be right. a thing too. Right, yeah. Um, below that is stock month snow sale greater than 11. So yeah. we have less than 12, greater than 11. Yep. Kind of a weird, yeah, it's kind of a weird, weird split, split there. But again, that's really drilling down specific things that you need to look at. Right. And then also uh, below that, we have no stock parts not sold. Yeah. So you have parts that you now have in your inventory that are no stock. They don't yep. meet stocking criteria. You yep. shouldn't have them, and you haven't sold them. Yeah. And if that dollar amount is too high as well, you got to look at what you're doing with your uh, no stock inventory. Yeah. I mean, what can you do to turn that or get it moving? Yeah. Even if you sell at a discount, you shouldn't have it. And then if it phases in, so be it. You yeah. don't sell it at that discount again. But for now, it's it's not doing anything. Yeah. And there's a chance just, it won't do anything. Right. And that's a dangerous number to, to have. You know, like to look at that and say, oh, whoops. <laughs> like something. something. <laughs> it's going to, it's a, it's a, it's a red flag if you have a lot in there. So, uh, yeah. And then new obsolescence, anything stock nine months. Um, so obsolescence is greater than 12. However, 9 to 12 is technically yeah, reaching the end of its bell curve. Some of some offices that I've worked with in the past want to know what your 7-month no-sale is. Too. Mm -hmm. So they would just kind of want your 7-month and your 12-month. Um, but, yeah, if you have stock, nine months. Nine months is a good is a good middle point there because yeah. you know that stuff's coming up on being obsolete. It's going to be, yeah. Technically, if you want to consider 12, which I think 12 makes the most sense. Yeah in this business, especially now with the fact that we all have to carry so much more inventory. Right. Um, I think nine is a good number to look at and start preparing right. for things that, you know, you know are going to have to come off. And that's, again, it's a dollar amount on here. Yep. So seeing that high dollar amount, you might know like, oh boy, I got a lot of, a lot of junk getting ready yeah. to go. Yep. Yeah. Um, and below that, no stock parts, two months. So these are parts that, again, this is just no stock parts that haven't sold for two months in the right. last two months and again it's just a dollar amount to look at and consider yeah what you're stocking yeah uh, early phase in <clears throat> that's going to be uh it's just going to show no stock parts with years sold that's uh, your stocking it's level your stocking it's basically level years sold i mean so greater than two yeah. yrsl in cdk fun fact yeah that stands for yearly stocking level yes however that equals your sales for that number yeah 
almost so. every single time. I don't know if I've ever seen it not equal no. sales. If you if you drill down that part number, you can see the sales. It yeah. equals the YRSL. When I look at like if I look at a bin and I want to see what's actually moving, I look at the YRSL or otherwise known as the Yersel. Um, right. You <laughs> should um, yeah, and you can sort that. You but if you look, see that. if you were to run that by like a cabin filter bin or an air filter bin. That's like a good bin to like start looking at yes. that number and seeing and just verifying and comparing it to make See sure that it makes sense. Because like, you know, you might have an air filter that has 450 demands, which right. is your stocking level 450. Yes. And then I can actually use that to determine the stocking level of that part. So yeah. if I have 450 demands in 12 months, our YRSL is 12 months, so yeah. 450 divided by 12 yep. times point whatever your extra day supply is. Yeah. Or your your daily supply, so yeah, it's interesting stuff. I, I I'm a big fan of the Yersel. Yersel um, makes Yersel. a lot of sense. That's a shirt. Yersel. Yersel. Nobody will buy it. And nobody knows nobody what, it know what it means. But you'll know what it means. You'll know because you, you watch, watch Project Parts. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, you are of a higher caliber. You are an educated parts person. Yes. Um, true turn. This ah, is this is fun. This is the biggest thing I look at on this report. This so, report is great. True turn. This true is the only place you're going to find it. Yes. You will only find it printed on this benchmark. True turn is so. What is talk true about turn? true turn, Let's John? Talk about, okay, you so talk about true turn. Let's true go. True turn. How much of your inventory is turning? And basically, it. Let's see. NADA wants your inventory to turn six to nine times a year. Right? Is that? Correct. That was correct. Yeah. I don't know if it still is. I think so. I think I don't know if NADA really updates anything. It's probably parts, not. for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah, parts, parts. <laughs> um, but, however, some manufacturers want your inventory to turn uh, less than that because they want you to have more inventory. So, essentially... Stock more parts, sell less parts. Let's do hand stuff. Okay. <laughs> hand so stuff. If you want your parts. true turn, if it's low, if it's below six... You want to turn it more. There's two ways to do that. You can, A, sell more parts or stock less parts. So that will turn your inventory more either way or a combination of both. So if you can turn your inventory six to nine times, that indicates that you don't have an excess amount of stock. And it also would indicate that you don't have too little stock and you have to special order everything which would uh, affect customer satisfaction in the shop body shops things like that so a healthy inventory your true turn is going to be between six and nine if it's below six you probably have too much inventory or you're not selling enough and uh, if it's below then you have too much inventory right yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> and it, the other way to look at that too is what's cool is you can take like your net sales from this report yeah. and compare it to your parts cost. Yes. And if you're selling half of what you're stocking, yep. I mean, or less than, yeah. I mean, that's not great. No. Uh, <laughs> you just have too much stuff. Right. And I understand with, with RIM programs, you kind of get forced into having too much stuff now right. because they just shove everything they can down your throat. Right. And then all of a sudden, their package quantities, things like, oh, yeah, this mm-hmm. is, I need one. Well, you right. have 26 now because that's what our package quantities. Yeah. It's stupid. Before RIM started, before like these manufacturers started coming out with um, you know, stocking criteria that they control, and this really was a lot more uh, 
controllable. Yeah, now it's own. not as controllable. Now but if they say you need to stock a bunch of stuff, you got to stock a bunch of stuff. Or if like um, you have uh, stock order utilization, you have to like increase that, so you have to order more parts to increase that number. Yeah, I mean, you know, and if you have to deal with a synchron system, such as like with Fjord Motor Company, yeah, it's garbage. Yeah, it's, it's complete it's garbage. Rough. But like here, stock. You need one labor blade, but forty-six parking sensors. Yes, it's <laughs> Ford, Ford Motor Company. It's it's, it's terrible. It's, I mean, but it's tough. Rim's gonna make you stock what you have to stock, right. and you have to be compliant to yeah. return to receive discount and benefits or whatever else you have to use. Yeah. So it, it, six to nine might not be a real number anymore. And it's now hard. I don't think it's been tweaked by anybody because nobody's consi- everybody's going to rim systems but nobody's right. nobody's doing the math for it right. so yeah. but when you look at it it's something to strive for I think even if you can control anything um, it just kind of gives you an indication if I see my true turn under six uh, we know we have a lot probably a good chunk of obsolescence yeah. we need to move on from and it just kind of gives you an incentive okay we got to sell more stuff we got to sell and how are you going to do that I don't know you're going to hire a salesman to come work in parts <laughs> yeah you're going to hire a salesman to uh, working parts, we're gonna upsell uh, the technicians those gaskets for the water pump. Yep, you know, <laughs> I know it comes in the kit, but you need one too. You need one. You know, I don't know, but like you gotta maybe get more wholesale, or hopefully service can, or just try to lower that inventory. Yeah, with factory returns, and with again, obsolescence returns, with just D to D getting rid of parts at yes. a discount. I mean, you got to get rid of the obsolescence. You, that's got to come down. Yeah. I think that's the one thing you can control because you can't control yes. sales. No. Just pushing the obsolescence down. Right. Yeah, and it's that's that's a good that's my favorite thing on the report because it kind of gives you an overall health uh, status of your inventory. Um, all right, purchase to stock ratio. Uh, I mean, this is what you're buying compared to what you stock. So I yeah. mean, uh, and it gives you a percentage. I so. do like looking at it. So number of part it breaks down by parts, piece, and cost. So eighty five percent on this report example. Yeah. Um, we buy eighty five percent of the stuff we buy. We stock. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Right. And then, so the big thing on this is sales closing ratio, which fill rate. is your fill rate. And that's a big indicator. That's that basically how many times does somebody come to the counter, or come to the phone and you have that part. Um, and if you're not tracking emergency purchases, like we talked about before, this number is going to be skewed. I've seen a lot of sale closing ratio or fill rates that were 99%. And uh, it's if, just not real. If you see 99%, you know that's not real. Or you know that nothing's being actually uh, managed uh, in that facet. Now, if fill rate is not something that's important to you, then you know you don't need to worry about anything. But like, I think it should be. I think it's something it should you should be. think about and consider because that's what you're, you're giving out. Yeah. If, if you don't have it to give out, right. If you're, you're not making money that day. If you're stock ordering everything a technician comes to the counter for, you know, that's going to affect customer satisfaction. It's going to affect uh, how much service is paying for loaners. Um, if Especially if things are on back order, you know, you can get into some hot trouble there. So, I do like that it breaks down by parts, piece, and cost, yeah. too, because, you know, if your piece count's high, I mean, maybe you fill 85% of your pieces, but you only, right. you know. 64% of the part numbers. So that's kind of interesting to look at too. Yeah. And demand filled from stock ratio is the last thing on here. Yep. This determines if you're using special order or not. Yes. Because if that says 99%, that means that you're selling everything you sell, you have in stock. Yeah. Which is not accurate. Which isn't real. You're right. never going to stock everything everybody needs all the time. Right. So and this is a good, uh, I like this one too, because it kind of shows you again, you know, how many demands 
whether that's at a counter or a wholesale call or whatever, how many demands are actually being filled from your inventory? Which and I don't know what the metric is for that. No, I mean, I think I, I think I think it was over. It depends on the manufacturer, I think, because some manufacturers that I've worked for wanted it over eighty percent. Uh, some were eighty-five and some were ninety. I think. You want it over 85%. Again, with RIM, though, it's hard to say what the right, metric is now because right. I'm sure some's going to be over 90 because you should stock everything. And I yeah. don't know. A lot of this used to be a lot more controllable before RIM programs came in, but um, it's still a really good indicator to see because you got to know what's going on with your department. You got to be able to answer questions if somebody happens to ask. <clears throat> but and, I mean, inventory is the thing you can kind of control. Yeah, you can keep and an eye on and and reconcile, and it's numbers, and it makes yeah. sense. These are numbers; these are real. This is what's here. Yeah, and you know, a, a part doesn't talk back when you tell it to go sit on a different shelf. Right, and and two, it's like kind of uh, this. You could be a hero or a zero in the eyes of your GM or owner or whatever accounting office. Accounting anybody office. who. Anybody, Anybody who's, who's looking, looking at this and stuff. knows what numbers are, you yeah. need to be able to explain these numbers to these higher ups, yeah. even if they don't know. And that's kind of been the goal of these two last videos is to show you and break everything down and talk about it. And uh, I think, you know, that kind of runs down the benchmark. Yeah, I think that's benchmark. And then obviously they have years and, and months and you can look at each month and trends yeah. and follow and see and see if you're improving. Right. But yeah, but I think that's going to do it for these two videos. Thank you for watching uh, part two here. Uh, side note, also, we don't just sell T-shirts. We also offer consulting. So if you are interested in learning more, working with us one on one, whatever have you uh, or what have you not, um, we do offer one on one consulting. So if you do want to work with us and learn if you're a new parts manager and you want to learn this stuff really quickly, uh, there is a service that we offer. Uh, reach out to us. Uh, email is listed down below. It's also on our website. Manageyourparts at gmail.com. Manageyourparts at gmail.com. Also, buy some merch. Yeah, buy some merch. Check yeah. us out. Like, subscribe, follow. Or don't. Support the community. Yeah, if you don't want to, that's fine, too. That's cool. Just watch the videos. Hopefully, yeah. you can learn some. That's what we're here for. So, cool. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Let's All wrap, right. it, up. wrap uh, it up. I would wrap it up, but that's not my job. Yeah, I wrap it up. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, and we will see you guys in the next video. Peace okay. out. Bye.